There were two more murders 15 miles away. Marriage can be difficult. Every couple has their fights. Some even end up in counseling. Not many resort to murder to solve their marital issues. But on July 12, 2000, a woman would do the unspeakable to end her unhappy marriage. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Stephen and Adele Craven secretly married in 1989, shortly after meeting. He was training to become a pilot with the U.S. Coast Guard, and she was in mortician school. They went on to have two sons together and moved to Kentucky. But by the spring of 2000, the marriage had turned into a rocky one, and the couple sought counseling. Adele would tell friends that she wished her husband, who piloted for Delta, would get into a plane crash and die. Her mother even gave her $3,000 for a divorce, but Adele instead pocketed it and hid the funds from her husband. Around the same time, the Cravens were having repairs done in their home. That is when Adele met, befriended, and eventually started an affair with Rusty McIntyre, son of their contractor. He would also become her accomplice when she eventually told Rusty that if he helped her kill her husband, they could be together and share in his $500,000 life insurance policy. Because Rusty admitted he could not kill Stephen himself, the pair turned to a construction site laborer named Ron Pryor, who was known to be in constant need for money and would do anything to get it. He was offered $15,000 to murder Adele's husband, and he quickly agreed. They formed a plan that was scheduled for July 12, 2000. Stephen had called in sick that day, and Adele waited for him to leave the house while her accomplices waited in a local cemetery for her call. Stephen called a friend in New York and scheduled a last-minute trip to see a Broadway show with him. Adele agreed to the trip. Their oldest son was away at day camp, and she had let her other son go to a grocery store with a neighbor, so the house was empty and her husband was making plans to leave for New York. She called McIntyre and told him the plan had to be put into motion immediately. McIntyre, who was the handyman and raised no suspicion, came to the door and told Stephen that he was there to fix a shower head in the basement. Pryor was hidden in a predetermined spot where Adele had set up a mirror so she could see when Stephen was in the right spot to be attacked. He lured her husband toward the garage, telling him their pet ferret was loose, which was a signal to attack. Stephen was struck a dozen times with a crowbar, shattering his skull so severely that brain matter spilled from the fractures. Adele stood at the window watching the whole thing. When she saw his arm twitch, thinking he may still be alive, she retrieved the family handgun and had Pryor shoot Stephen again. The three went their separate ways and left the body to be found. Adele, who was a mortician, said that the longer it took for the body to be found, the harder it would be to establish a time of death. Ten hours later, Adele came home and called 911 because her front door was open and she knew her husband was on a trip to New York. When police arrived to check the home, they found Stephen's body. Adele never shed a tear. A patrolman in the past had caught Adele and Rusty having sex in a car behind the church, so suspicion fell on Adele almost immediately. After evidence continued to mount against Adele, she was arrested for the murder of her husband eight days after his death. Eventually, Rusty McIntyre revealed what happened that day, and the three were put to trial. In the end, McIntyre, who testified against his co-defendants, 
received life in prison. Pryor was sentenced to death, but later given life in exchange for testifying against Adele. And Adele, after a mistrial due to a hung jury, was sentenced to life in prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.